Welcome to the Vault Studios Fantasy Football Podcast, your one-stop shop for all fantasy football info. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Vault Studio Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Lewis Glover, and as always, I am joined by my guy over there in Perth, Corey Easley. How are you doing, man? What's up, man? How are you? You know what? I'm stressed. I just realized I missed the waiver run for my guillotine league, so... Um, you know, we were just talking about this. It's 20, 20 plus leagues, man. It's it's too much. It should be a full-time job in itself. Yeah, for sure. I It was like 2 o'clock um, Perth time, and I was like, oh, crap. I didn't do any of my waivers. And then I was like rushing through. So I think they some of them go off at like 3. Like I didn't even get to the, fa- I didn't even get to the <laughs> FF Down Under League or the My Fantasy Leagues that I'm in. I went through Sleeper. I had like 12 leagues on there. I went through Yahoo. We had a couple on there. And then ESPN, I have like four on there. And then I was like, I think I'm done. And then I forgot. <laughs> Got the Man. email. <laughs> yeah, it, it is brutal. And they all go off at different times. I need a regular schedule. I actually need – I need an intern. If anyone wants to be my waiver wire intern, please uh, hit me up on Twitter at FF underscore down under. Uh, and we, we, we can uh, – get a little bit of arrangement, you can work the waiver wire for me because, man, with these time zones as well, I just, I'm just, I'm losing the plot over here, man. No, it's all good. I mean, we're all in the same boat. I think we're, what, over two-thirds of the way there on the fantasy season. So um, I think, you know, we're just kind of all wearing down or ramping up, getting ready for a playoff run. So some, some teams are going the other way and other teams are gearing up for what they hope is a championship run. Yeah, for sure. And that's the benefit of being in a bunch of leagues. I got somewhere I'm you know, <laughs> yeah. way out way out in front. Some, somewhere. some others clawing my way for a playoff and some other teams that are just absolute dead weight and a, and a waste of time. Somehow I managed to do the waivers in those ones though. Uh, unbelievable. But you know, we, we, we got a big show. We got plenty to get towards uh, headed into week 11. Let me remind you all that we are brought to you by Breaking Oz Memorabilia bringing you some of the best authentic sign helmets and merchandise in Australia. Head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash breaking Oz. If you're following along live on Twitter, on Facebook, welcome. Thank you for joining. You can see the bomb logo in the corner there. Uh, very grateful to have them as the major sponsor of the vault studio. And they have just announced series seven of their break. Uh, they've got some incredible items going on in there, Corey. They've got, uh, Rob Gronkowski, Blaze, Speedflex, Drew Brees, Chrome F7. We've got Larry Fitz, Troy Polamalu, Bo Jackson, Calvin Johnson, Joe Manta- Montana, Ricky Williams, CMC, Raylos. You name it, it is in this break. This is absolutely loaded. I know you're going to be getting involved in there. I certainly am going to have to have a little uh, little taste of the action. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, it's a great way to get your hands on some awesome sports memorabilia um for you know fraction of the cost so um if you are in uh you know gambling or taking a punt this is a nice way to do it um and get a nice um prize doing it as well yeah absolutely odds are way better than entering into a gpp that is for sure and we have another (laughs) announcement for the show as of this week burnley brewing are also sponsoring the vault studio fantasy football show they are now sponsoring the whole studio. So cheers to uh, the guys at Burnley Brewing there for supplying the beer for this show. I'm working on a Heller's German lager, which I tell you is absolutely delicious. Cheers, everyone. And I have a tropical pale ale that I'm taking down. 
Something Very a little delicious. fruity. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> well, as it is, you know, it's the mid-afternoon over there in Perth, so it, it fits with the uh, the sun going down vibes you've got going. If only that was true, Lewis. If only that was if, true. If only that was true. All right. <laughs> There's been plenty of stuff going on this week. But really, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't just take a minute to appreciate the incredible end to the uh, Buffalo Bills-Arizona Cardinals game. I mean, that play by Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, the SBs don't need to worry about play of the year anymore. That's sorted. Like, just s- spectacular. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And obviously, um, you know, that throw was something else. And then the catch by Hopkins, who just has – that's what he does. I mean, he makes tough catches all the time. He's not the best separator in the world, but he makes tough catches. And he – Definitely made a tough catch there. So um, what a play um, taking, you know, the victory away from the from the Bills in that one. Yeah, and honestly, obviously Hopkins is getting all of the plaudits because you get the freeze frame, the three Buffalo Bills defenders draped all over him. But I think the throw was more impressive. Like Kyler, you know, evaded the rush. He's off, you know, he's off base. He's rolling away to his left and he flings this this ball. And it it is a... It's on a rope down to DeAndre there. Just the, the whole thing from start to finish was a spectacular play. It was a privilege to watch it. Um, yeah, and, and I guess newsworthy items from that game from a fantasy perspective is that Kenyon Drake came back in, got a pretty strong compliment of Your snaps boy. there. My boy, Kenyon Drake, rushed for 100 yards, caught one <laughs> ball, did have, did have a fumble, which was problematic. Chase Edmonds was still involved. Uh, how are you dissecting this backfield moving forward? Yeah, I think, it, you know, the most frustrating thing with this backfield is that the passing game, as far as, you know, reception for these guys, is not very creative. And it's not, you know, doesn't seem to be a focal point of this offense. Like, you're not really impressed with the design of the, you know, the dump off to Chase Edmonds or, you know, the one catch by Drake. Like, uh, last year it was a big emphasis, it feels like. Um, and this year, not so much. So, um, there's not a lot of creativity in it, and it's kind of disappointing as far as the receiving end for these backs. But going forward, I think you can play both. Uh, I, you know, you, you just got to kind of grit your teeth and deal with it. But um, with the way that running back is right now, I think uh, if you have one or the other, if you have both, ugh, it's a bit dicey. I think you might have to flip a coin. But um, if you have one or the other, like as a flex play, I don't, I don't see why you can't play both of them. Yeah, I'm sort of approaching this backfield as a poor man's Cleveland, right? Where yeah. I feel that if they're in a negative game script, I think Chase Edmonds is going to have more value. I think if they get, you know, get out to a quick lead, it's going to be Kenyon Drake. And just going back to what you said there about them being less creative, working the running backs into the passing game, I do feel that's a knock-on effect of bringing in DeAndre Hopkins, right? He's commanded this incredible target share. They didn't have a guy last year at the wide receiver position who was really out there commanding targets, commanding plays to be drawn up for them. So they were able to, or they were needed to get a little bit more creative with the personnel that they had. And that involved two running backs who are good at catching the ball. This year, it's the DeAndre Hopkins show and they really haven't had to go deep into the bag of tricks to get the the running backs involved in the passing game to the same degree. But certainly, uh, you feel okay about having both of these guys uh, on your roster, um, you know, where you where you paid up for them, I think probably Chase Edmonds. You feel a little better about rather than where you drafted Kenyon Drake in the first round. Um, next news item on the list, man. Uh, Drew Brees 
could be out for yeah. a while. He's got broken ribs, punctured lungs. He's uh, he got fucked up. So uh, he's no going to be the James. It's going. <laughs> I apologies. I apologize to the kids. The kids out there. Um, yeah, I mean, what do we think? We think it's going to be a, a heavy dose of Jameis and a, and a few design plays and and specific play calls for Taysom Hill. <laughs> uh yeah, I could see Taysom getting out there, getting a lot of probably you know a lot more work than he usually would. Uh, they can mix him in, but I'm not worried about Kamara at all. But you know, and Michael Thomas is probably safe as well. Uh, it'll, just, it'll just be interesting to see how Winston and his chemistry works with these guys. Like Michael Thomas is pretty much easy to throw to because he doesn't run like deep routes. He runs a lot of short stuff. Um, and Kamara is the same. Um, but like Manuel Sanders, everyone else, I'm just you're gonna have to hold them and just put them on your bench. Um, but I think you have to play Michael Thomas. Obviously, you're playing Kamara no matter what the situation is. But uh, it's a wait and see kind of approach. I mean, we saw Winston support you know two plus 1000 yard receivers last year so he's capable of doing it it's just this version of this offense it will be interesting to see how sean payton and the saints kind of uh deploy him yeah i i mean let's let's circle back on michael thomas here because you know he came back from his injury there was the the suspension he he was a letdown man he was a major let down if, if you played him. And interestingly enough, I just traded away Michael Thomas in a contender for Devontae Adams in a future second in a, in a dynasty league. And right now I feel fantastic uh, about that decision to move off of Michael Thomas, uh, especially uh, if, if you're in a contender because high ankle sprains, man, we've seen it year on year. Mm. Players, they come back, they say they're good. Remember Michael Thomas was saying, oh yeah, I'm good to play next week. Or, you know, yeah, there was well. talk, he's like, you don't have to look farther than Alvin Kamara last year. I mean, had, you know, similar in, uh, injury. And, you know, everyone was waiting and waiting and waiting. And it just never happened. And, you know, obviously we can see Alvin Kamara at 100% or close to it um, this year. And you can see the difference. You know, he's one of – he's probably, um, you know, an MVP candidate so far this year. And, you know, he definitely was not that last year with his high ankle sprain. So – um, I don't mind that trading him away in a dynasty, especially if you can get some someone like Devontae Adams back. But I, I also, if I'm, you know, if I'm in rebuilding mode, I wouldn't mind grabbing Michael Thomas because I think this is the type of injury, you know, next year he bounces back from, and everyone's like, oh, there, yeah, that's Michael Thomas. Um, so uh, I I wouldn't be opposed either way, uh, depending on your roster makeup and what what position you're in this season. Yeah, absolutely. And as always, right, you can't decide what you're going to do with a player in a vacuum. You have to contextualize what your team makeup's like, the direction of your team, uh, and and so on and so forth. Now, um, quite a few quarterbacks got injured uh, this week, or last week, rather. It wasn't just Drew Brees. Matthew Stafford has a hand injury, thumb injury. He should be good to go by all accounts, but she's major downgrade for the offense if he can't go and it's Chase Daniel on the center. Yeah, it would be. Um, I don't know who you're starting anyway. Um, I mean, maybe Marvin Jones. I think there's some people that have grabbed him and, you know, placed him in their lineup. But, I mean, I love Swift. I, you know, Swift looked awesome last week. Uh, mm-hmm. He's really coming into his own. And um, if it's check down city, I, I like his, his spot. You know, Hawkinson, you know, with Stafford. I think it's a, a torn ligament in his thumb. Correct. I'll say that he 
still going to try to tough it out. Um, at this point, we, we don't know for sure. But, yeah, I think it is an overall downgrade for this offense. But Detroit's kind of in a, in a kind of sneaky spot for a playoff spot. So I think, you know, Stafford has a shot to go. He's going to go. And they're going to try to win this game. Yeah. Uh, and Kenny Golladay, we still don't know his status yet. Hasn't practiced yet this week. Uh, what are we recording Wednesday night uh, here in Australia, Wednesday morning. So look for those practice reports Thursday morning in Australia, Wednesday evening uh, over in the States to get an idea of whether Kenny Golladay could be on track to play. If he's, if he's going to be playing, I think you have sort of no choice but to put him out there in your lineups. If he doesn't, it certainly makes Marvin Jones, uh, you know, that that much more uh, that much more attractive. But you could see Kenny Galladay being rested, considering what it's Thanksgiving next week, and the Lions yeah. the Lions the Lions will be playing short week, so we could see Kenny Galladay rested in Week Eleven, heading in towards Week Twelve uh, as well for what's always an important game on Thanksgiving for the Detroit Lions. Uh, former New Orleans Saints quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, uh, slight knee injury, I believe it's an MCL sprain, so. You know, whenever you see Teddy Bridgewater go for that knee, everyone, rightly so, gets a little bit concerned. It doesn't sound too serious. Uh, they were talking up his chances to be able to go, but what are you what are you thinking about this offense if he can't go? And it's PJ Walker, XFL superstar, PJ Walker coming on, coming in under center. Well, to be honest, I think we saw the ceiling of Teddy Bridgewater last week. Like he he can't he can't win a game like that. Um, you know, the Bucks put up 40 plus and there's, there's no chance for that offense to, you know, keep pace with them. So, uh, PJ Walker is interesting. Um, he's obviously in two quarterback leagues type situations, but, um, you know, I don't think it's that much of a downgrade. I think, you know, I think he's probably more inclined to make mistakes and things like that. But, um, as, as far as weapons go, I still, I'm still going to play those guys. I'm still going to play DJ Moore. I'm still playing Robbie Anderson. Um, I suppose I still have to trot out Mike Davis out there. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll give him a break. It was Tampa Bay uh, run defense is really good. So uh -huh. um, I'll give him a break from last week. But, yeah, I think um, I'm still playing those weapons. I don't feel, say, um, as bad as I do, say, the Detroit Lions options if Chase Daniel is playing. So I still have, I guess – I'm, I have PJ Walker higher than Chase Daniel in my in my lexicon of backup quarterbacks at this point, um, but I think that's just basically because of the unknown uh, PJ Walker. Like he he could be you know a solid backup you know or more. I don't, I don't we don't really know. So um, yeah, I wouldn't downgrade those guys too much. Obviously, they take a little bit of a hit, but yeah, I don't mind PJ Walker. Right, and everyone's, you know, or not everyone, but it's been a conversation on Twitter, the Temple temple uh, triumvirate of Matt Rule, PJ Walker, Robbie Anderson, all of those I narratives. Like, I think there's like six, I heard, six Temple guys on that team. Well, and, uh, you know. I wouldn't say Temple's, you know, the, the powerhouse of uh, college football. <laughs> Go Owls. <laughs> Go Owls. <laughs> but I tell you what, man, let's go back to Mike Davis. I think he's a smash play this week. I think he's got he's Mike Davis has got top top ten upside written all over him this week. Uh perfect matchup coming up against the just woeful Detroit Lions run defense. And you know, if PJ Walker isn't the center, maybe they want to protect him a little bit and um, you know, try 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 to run the ball and and get, you know, really uh 
take control of the game that way. So I really like Mike Davis. I think he he's plays on all three downs, and I think he can have a he could have a really uh, huge week again in the absence of Christian McCaffrey, as he was uh, doing sort of the midway midway point through the season. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I I think that's definitely a possibility in this game. Um, speaking of injuries, though, Drew Locke. What are we doing with those Denver um, options? Um, we're putting them all into an oil <laughs> drum and setting it on fire. Yeah, pretty much. Right. I mean, like, I I don't I don't like Drew Locke at all, but um, at least he can get those guys the ball. And I'm terrified of playing any Broncos. Um, other than the running backs, probably, even though right. they, they were pretty abysmal last week as well. But um, yeah, so that's probably the only guys I, I feel comfortable playing. Because yeah. Judy, Judy and Hamlin were, were pickups lately. Like those mm-hmm, guys were mm-hmm. starting to go. So, Do you remember the hype at the start of the season for what the oh, Broncos yeah. offense could be? And then Sutton went I, down. I, I and... that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, does, it, doesn't, it certainly doesn't look like Drew Locke is it either. Um, yeah, the, the 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 Broncos are probably going to be in the market for a quarterback come next season. Um, I think that is uh, all of the the sort of the major injury pieces of injury uh, news that you you know that we probably want to discuss at this point. Um, are there any other yeah, names? There's, pretty- yeah, there's just a couple like Packers activated Alan Lazard finally. Oh yeah, so it looks like he's set the play. Um, and Calvin Ridley was running. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> running on the side at practice. So I think um, people are, you know, waiting for him to come back a little bit here uh, because, you know, there's only so many Zacchaeus shares you can have on your team. So um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But like, and then we're going to deal with the C- the Seattle backfield. Uh, everyone's waiting for Chris Carson to come back. I mean, Alex Collins. Although he did back from very, the dead, yes, he did very Alex Collinsy things on the weekend. Um, he's not pretty, he's not flashy. He probably just gets just about what's blocked for him, and that's about it. But you know, he was fairly, he was fine. I'll just say he was fine on the weekend. Yeah, um, I, I personally hate Alex Collins. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate, hate no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I hate him. I don't hate him because of his personal characteristics or anything like that. I'm sure yeah. he's a very nice, but I'm sure he's a very nice person. He just—I <clears throat> overinvested uh, in the off season a few a few years back when I thought he was going to get that that full full time workload. And uh, yeah, it he looked good, and then it came back to 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 bite me in the arse. So uh, that's why I I, uh, I hate Alex Collins. But I tell you what, it is awesome to see these guys go disappear for a while, get an opportunity, and come back, and you know. Any any opportunity to use the Undertaker GIF on Twitter, uh, I'm I'm all about being able to to do that. And Alex Collins certainly has uh, resurrected his career from the dead in the last few weeks. Um, speaking of uh, the the Seattle backfield, Thursday night football, this could be an absolute bomb burner. We've got the Arizona oh, Card- the Cardinals going into Central League Field at Seattle. Both of these teams are six and three divisional rivals. Both potent offenses. Both have superstar receivers. Both have questionable defenses. I mean, how do you see this game shaking out? I mean, is it as easy as points, points, points? Yeah, I think so. Um, 
I would like to say that someone's going to play defense in this game, but obviously they just played what two weeks ago, <laughs> three weeks ago, something like no, that. Two weeks ago, twenty um, fifth of October. It was thirty seven, thirty four, uh, in overtime. So these guys are going to go at each other. They're going to go at their necks. Uh, you know, I think Seattle feels Seattle really needs. You know, they feel like they owe Arizona on this one. Um, and they really need to get back on on track here. Um, there, that was probably Russell Wilson's worst game of his career. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, there was a lot of mistakes he made in that game. Uh, you know, that cross-field throw to the end zone where he mm. had like 15, 20 yards right in front of him. I, I don't know what he was looking at. Um, you know, Pete Carroll said the same. Like he thought he was just going to take off and run. You know, but he's like, you know, who am I? Like, I'm going to second guess Russell Wilson. Like, usually I, I trust him to make those decisions. Um, you know, Russell Wilson kind of brushed, brushed it all off. But it was it was a poor game from him. You know, and he, everyone's been saying, let R- Russ Wilson cook. He's cooking, but the recipes aren't working right now. So we'll, we'll see what's going on um, in this game. But, yeah, I think it's going to be another high-scoring affair. Yeah, he's cooking on a shitty little camping stove in yeah, in the wind, trying trying to get the flame to catch so he can he doesn't have to eat cold baked beans from from the can. That's the the situation right now. Let's see if we can get back to get back to that Michelin star level uh, chefry that we saw in the first half of the season. But um, you know, we we uh, are supported by our friends over at topsport.com.au our preferred betting betting provider. So if you do want to get a little bit of action on this game, head on over to the guys at Top Sport. Uh, pick the Vault Studio as your referrer. And right now, all the lines aren't up because we're a little far removed from the game. But as we said, points, points, points. I'm taking the over here. And I also like Arizona plus three and a half. I'm folding that into a multi-bet, paying $3.44, uh, which I think is a nice, uh, you know, a, a nice combination to look at because... I don't see there's any way the game doesn't have points, and I think Arizona's offense is is able to match what what the Seahawks the Seahawks have uh, are able to put out as well. And as we've seen before, they can certainly beat them. So to be able to get a field goal and a half a point certainly feels nice here. Three dollars forty four. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Corey, uh, what do you, what do you like? Do you like that uh, that combination there? I'm sticking with the over. Uh, I- don't know if I can pick a side as of yet. Um, I'm kind of just waiting on these props because I'm going to be hitting those those props hard. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. With, um, Kyler, Kyler's uh, rushing prop has just been absolute. Just just put in your bank uh, because <laughs> you know he's gone over it for some reason. They kind of put it at like 45, 50 every week, and he, he's averaging over sixty yards a, a game now. So yeah, I, I was going to say. I'm going to keep betting his rushing over until it's like 55. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I might bet more over that. So, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see once the props come out. But I like, I do like the over. The over um, currently is at 57 and a half, I believe. Yeah, 57 mm-hmm. and a half. So, um, yeah, you're getting pretty good value there at dollar anyone. So, I like the over in that one. Yeah, uh, just just a note there on really I think could have an impact on the outcome of the game is whether Tyler Lockett will play. Um, he had a knee injury, um, got hurt on a would-be touchdown catch, didn't come back into the game 
after that. They're still not sure whether he'll play. They they listed him as a, a non-participant in their like non-practice. You know, teams have to give that fake practice report. Uh, I think it'll be a big loss for the Seahawks if Tyler Lockett can't go. You know, everyone likes to talk about DK Metcalf and what a you know a freak he is, and absolutely. But Tyler Lockett, man, he really helps Russell Wilson out a lot and helps make this offense click. So he'll be a big loss. It would mean a big step up for David Moore. So continue to monitor that. And We're David Moore, say, David Moore season, baby. Absolutely, David Moore becomes Finally a here. A flex, a real flex consideration. If Tyler, if Tyler Lockett can't go, he we've seen him make some seriously good plays this season. The volume just hasn't been there. But uh, yeah, I like I like more if Lockett can't go. Uh, but I'm playing Lockett. People are sort of concerned about Lockett, and they point to his ups and downs. We've talked about this before, but Lockett's there. He gets the slot matchups. Uh, yeah, I think pa- Patrick Peterson's going to be on DK quite a lot. Which you know, at this point of his career, doesn't scare you all that much. We saw Stephon Diggs have his way with Peterson. Last week, uh, and I think Metcalf will be looking to bounce back after he was blanketed by by Ramsey, and I think Russell Wilson will make a concerted effort to get him the football. So uh, I think I like DK's over in this. I don't know what the line will be, but you'd have to think that it's probably a little suppressed after his real down week uh, in week 10. So I'm going to be liking liking DK's line uh, on the over, providing it's not something, something uh, outrageous. <clears throat> coming, coming, coming into it. Definitely. Cool. All righty, man. Let's uh, let's let's move on. Let's uh, head on over to our buy, sells, and holds uh, of of the week. Um, what do you want to you what, what do you want to do? You want to take it first, Look, or you want me to I'll, kick things I'll go off first? I, I copped out a little bit. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I copped out a little bit, but this is kind of interesting. So I was looking at strength of schedule for you know the easiest remaining schedule through through weeks 11 through 16 right and obviously you touched on this what a couple weeks ago with david montgomery who came in you know at the top of that but i think you know buying situations you're buying all these undervalued running backs that have kind of gone by the wayside so um you know jonathan taylor is a good one especially in redraft um, if you can grab you can him, him for a bag of, you can get him for a bag of chips now. People are so disillusioned. Right. Um, I'm currently waivers going to go through in like a couple hours in one of my leagues, but I'm trying to get J.K. Dobbins. He got let go, so J.K. Dobbins is another guy you could target. Um, I I just think Ingram's cooked, so um, you know I think it's about time that Baltimore offense needs a jolt of juice from somewhere, and I think that's probably a good place to start for them. So J.K. Dobbins is someone I'm trying to grab, um, and he might be out there on your on your waiver wire, depending on your league size and things like that. So um, the Broncos running backs are interesting. Uh, you know, these guys are cheap. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, like they both had terrible games last week. Like you can grab these guys for cheap, and you know you never know uh, what will happen. But uh, you know, guys like that, I'm I'm looking to try to buy. Uh, and yeah, try to take advantage of that. Yeah, I, I completely get that. Another name, you know, you know, I'm never going to let my Cam Akers love die, but again, another one who's might be floating around there on a waiver wire or someone you can get as a throw in before the trade deadline passes. But you know, he 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 had the fewest snaps uh, of of the team, but he had the uh, highest opportunity share last week as well. And you know, ten ten rush attempts. 
Uh, didn't get any involvement in the passing game, unfortunately, which is you know re- really where I think Cam Akers can can do his best work. It's a it's a shame they're not getting him involved, but it will take an injury for for him to pay off. But I do think that if you you know if that happens, you'd be you'd be sitting pretty with with Cam Akers. And just as you see, you know, with with these rookie running backs that really have have failed to deliver, that you know you might be in an opportune situation to to grab. Uh, to grab them on, on the cheap, moving in towards the the playoff push here. My buy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say because I was gonna add that because my sell kind of goes hand in hand. So I'm selling uh, those running backs that have been kind of on a hot streak, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, he's really good running back." Um, like James Robinson, uh, Wayne Gallman, especially Clyde Edwards-Helaire. <laughs> All these guys have tough matchups coming up. Todd Gurley. Um, even, you know, Antonio Gibson. So depending on what you get back for him, obviously, you know, just giving them away, but use that value that they, these guys have, you know, brought with them throughout the entire season. Now that the schedule gets a lot harder, especially with guys like James Robinson, like that Jags team's not going to be playing for anything. Um, you know, it's going to be kind of brutal here uh, down the stretch. So, um, you know, see, see what you can get for him. Um, you might even get, you know, you know, uh, Ezekiel Elliott or something. I don't know. It would um, take a lot for me to move off James Robinson. I'll be honest, but someone I do like, and we talked about him last week. Uh, and you know, spoiler alert, he's my hold because I don't want you to be panicked by, uh, the, the, the touchdown scored by the other running backs, but it's Miles Sanders. Now I think people right now probably value James Robinson, maybe more than Miles Sanders. Like Robinson has looked great. Uh, yeah, no so doubt, saying, you can get, you can get really good, um, return value for Robinson, I think. Yeah. So, you know, Miles Sanders is someone I would consider targeting. They got a very favorable schedule. Uh, Carson Wentz has been appalling, Uh, you know, at some point they need, they're just going to start focusing on running the ball. Don't let that goal line vulture from Corey Clement or, you know, that (laughs) long, long run on a sort of busted play from, from Boston Scott deceive you. This is very much Miles Sanders backfield. So, I'm all for trying to acquire Miles Sanders if you can. Realistically, the person who has Miles Sanders drafted him in the first round and probably doesn't want to let him go. So it's difficult for me to categorize him as a buy. That's certainly why I have him in the hold section. But if you're moving off of a guy like James Robinson, who's what, like the running back two on the season, something absurd. He had two touchdowns called back last week. You can, if you're, you know, you're setting up a trade well, you can paint James Robinson as an absolute bee's knees and go and get a haul for him. Maybe you can get him, you know, two for one in a team that has maybe got got a playoff position locked up and you can sell them on getting that final piece for the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. So depending on how your roster, always depends on how your roster works out, um, can sort of contextualize these moves that we're, we're suggesting to make. And as always, we're both available on Twitter. You can see our handles right there at FF underscore down under and at CMoney52. So make sure you hit the DMs or just tweet at us. And yeah, we're more than happy to, to help you uh, negotiate or, or workshop some potential trades. Now, Corey, you talked about getting some juice into this Baltimore Ravens offense. My buy yeah, of the week. <laughs> Give, look no further than, you know, Hollywood Brown. Is there a more juicy, juicier, juice-filled player on that offense? I don't know. He's very slim, actually, so he's not actually all that juicy. But in terms of in terms of explosiveness, in terms of speed, Hollywood Brown is an absolute burner, and I like his matchup this week going up against the Tennessee Titans, who ranked 25th in pass defense 
uh, in football outsiders DVO metric. They've allowed the second most DraftKings points per game to opposing wide receivers. And, you know, they're middle of the pack when it comes to pass rush uh, win rate, according to ESPN. So Baltimore banged up along the offensive line. Uh, Lamar's found himself under duress. The kind of deep balls that, that Hollywood Brown is is looking for probably needs a bit of time to develop. But this isn't a defensive front that terrifies you. Clowney hasn't been playing all that well, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, all the opportunity in the world has been there for Hollywood. He's third in the NFL in percentage of team air yards. He's seventh in air yards per target. So opportunities there. Will it connect? I mean, if it doesn't happen now, when will it happen? happen? It's never going to happen this year, is it? So, um yeah, I, I do like I do like Hollywood this week. Admittedly, he's he's a gamble. You're throwing throwing in a flex and hoping for a blow up. You're throwing him into your you know into your tournament lineups in in daily fantasy. But yeah, I think this sure. could be this this could be the week for Hollywood, uh, I, and I, I certainly hope it is. Uh, all right, um, so you, we've had your buy. I think you've had we've had your sell. Uh, what have we got for um, your hold? Yeah, my hold is. I've- a uh, pair of AFC North receivers. That's Jarvis Landry and Tyler Boyd. Um, there's so much love for T. Higgins on Twitter right now. Um, I think he just, you know, it is what it is at this point. And Landry played in terrible conditions again last week, but he's got a favorable schedule going forward. I think, right. Um, you know, they're not going to throw the ball 14 times every game or whatever they threw it this week. Um, <laughs> so, Stay, stay the course with those guys, and they, they might just help you win a championship. So, um, yeah, don't don't get too panicked on those guys. Yeah, uh, with you know, with all of these uh, games where we're starting to get weather affected now as we move later in the year, but it's seriously for teams like the Cleveland Browns who want to run the football, if there's going to be bad weather, rain, wind, etc., pull these guys out of your lineups because you're going to see, you know, under twenty pass attempts uh, from Baker, which is just is not optimal for, for fantasy football production. It's great if you're rostering Nick Chubb or you own Kareem Hunt. So uh, if you've got those guys, you're feeling very, very confident. But but apart from that, it's hard to trust any of the pass catches in those kind of situations. So just always be cognizant. If it's a little bit, you know, a little bit of wind and rain, don't worry too much. But if it's going to be this, you know, it's, serious... It's the wind. It's, it's really the, the wind. It's the yeah. wind. And, yeah, it's like 20 mile an hour winds. Forget about it. Right. <laughs> and yeah. And don't and don't play those kickers either. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's that's hard hitting analysis. Don't play kickers in in windy games. That's that's the kind of quality that the listeners come to uh, on the Vault Studio <laughs> Fantasy Football Podcast. The kind of analysis you've come to know and love. Those are our buy, sell, and holds for the week. Let's head on over to our stream section. And you know what? After a horrible, horrible week nine. I sort of brought it back to the to the to the pack. Uh, I hit two of three. I would say successfully. I took the uh, the Vikings defense that p- panned out well for me. Logan Thomas panned out well for me. Drew Locke, man, he let me down in a in a, in a major major way. He just he stunk it up. Was he have like ten fantasy points or something? Like he had four interceptions, didn't he? Yeah. Drew Lock. Oh, maybe maybe in those uh, non-counting interception leagues. Yeah, in those all like mi- minus one point for interceptions. <laughs> God help you if you played him in the Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, that'd be tough. Tough that to come back. From. Tough to come back from. Absolutely. All right. So it's a new week. 
it's, it's a new day. It's a new dawn. What what are you uh, what are you uh, liking at the streams uh, this week? Oh, it's a tough question. I think you know you want to hit on these because you just it's the one week type type deal. So you don't really want to mess up too much on these. But uh, I mean, you're looking at you know Jameis. What about Jameis? Can we ride Jameis? That's that's my guy, man. Let's let's well. <laughs> Let's let's shake hands on this. He is the official streaming quarterback of the Vault Studio Fantasy Football Podcast for Week Eleven. It's LASIK season. It's thirty for thirty season. It's crab leg season. It's Jameis Winston season, baby. It's it's got to be. I mean, I don't know who else you're even thinking about streaming. I think I think that's a good option. So it's pretty gross. It's pretty gross out there. Otherwise, but Jameis was the one that stands out to me. We're you know, going up against Atlanta defense that doesn't scare anybody. It's, you know, in a dome. The line set at 51 points. Yeah, I think there's I think there's points to be had here for James Winston. The Falcons are certainly going to throw the ball. We know that. Yeah, um, Ridley sure. could come back. They could put some points up on this Saints team. So yeah, man. Jameis, Jameis season, Jameis week, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I'll be riding with Jameis Winston. Uh, in a in a few superflex leagues, and certainly building him into my uh, into my uh, DFS lineups as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what do you got for tight ends? So, you know, it worked so well for me last week. Let's go right back to the well because, despite finishing as the tight end six on the week, his ownership remains suppressed. Logan Thomas, right, ten point six points, which is all you need from a streaming tight end. This week, he plays the Cincinnati Bengals, who have given up the second most DraftKings points per game to the tight end position. I mean, this is a this is a guy who's got high route participation. We've got Alex Smith, who just absolutely loves the tight end. So, yeah, I mean, this is it's Logan Thomas season 2.0. Uh, yeah, I don't mind that just because, I mean, Alex Smith's been chucking it around. And, you know, especially to my guy. Um, JD McKissick, but um, side note, yeah, I, I don't mind grabbing Logan Thomas. I had actually hit his over on the weekend, he's, yeah, he was at um, 28 and a half. So, there you go. So, it's pretty, pretty, pretty low. So, I think that's probably someone that you can target again, um, this week. But I'm gonna go kind of down a bit um you know we did see tyler higby flash a little bit but i think he's owned everywhere i'm gonna go mo alley cox i think mo alley comes back this week against the packers i think he gets you a touchdown i don't think he's gonna get you much yeah that's that's it's the basketball fraternity over here that's that's what's going on basketball guy you know jimmy graham did nothing um (laughs) <laughs> Antonio Gates is gone. Uh, you know, so it's my alley or bust for me. <laughs> All right. I got I got one more name to throw out there as well, depending on the status of Irv Smith Jr. But Kyle Rudolph, oh, yeah, I don't think, don't think yeah. is all that owned. He's got a beautiful matchup against Dallas. Kirk Cousins has been playing extremely well between Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and Kyle Rudolph. That is a nice trio of players to target uh for you know for this week and uh, certainly uh, points points to be had against the Dallas defense. Now, 
The streaming defense is under 30%, man. There is there is not a lot to like out there. There are some bad, bad defenses. And this one is admitted, admittedly quite risk-laden. But hear me out. Okay. Who who loves turnovers? <laughs> is this a trick question? No. Uh, I'm trying to look at who's under 30% owned. Oh, don't be looking at the defenses. Oh, I already know who you're taking. You got to be taking the Browns, right? No. Who are you taking? Oh, you, know who loves, you know who loves turnovers? Mr. 30 for 30 himself, Jameis Winston. So oh, no. I like Jameis to put up points, but I tell you what, I like him to have some turnovers as well. If he's gonna he's gonna be chucking the ball against Atlanta, we expect uh, I expect it to be a high scoring game. Vegas expects it to be a high scoring game. There's turnovers to be had. Now Atlanta's not a great defense, but you know neither is Jameis Winston's decision making. So you know, hello pick six maybe. All it needs is a couple of a couple of plays, and this defense will pay off for you. Even if Winston gets yards and points, like I'm looking for turnovers. I'm looking for big plays and. Yeah, this Atlanta defense is, isn't blessed with play, playmakers, but when Jameis Winston's under center, anything can happen. Anything can happen, but I'm going to go with the Browns against the Eagles because Wentz is a dumpster fire. He's a trash can. And that offensive line is brutal, and Miles Garrett is an absolute beast. So um, I expect him to have like 18 sacks this weekend. So 18 sacks, 18 points, <laughs> Browns defense. Go pick, go pick him up. <laughs> you know, I, I like that one as well. And you know what? Let's have a little sidebar here because you know what? Eat shit, Philadelphia. The entire city of Philadelphia, eat shit. Because oh you stole a oh, Super yeah. Bowl. You stole a, a damn Super Bowl. And you're saddled with the guy who couldn't do it for you because he was injured. You got He's got a horrendous contract. He's not going anywhere. He absolutely stinks. So you know what? I hope that Super Bowl was worth it because you didn't deserve it. And, you know, yeah, I am bitter. Yeah, I'm still triggered years years later about it. But it just got me to thinking, suck shit, Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, the Philly fans now hate us. So there you go. Philly fans hate us anyway. They hate everyone. This is not That's a problem. If they hate Santa Claus. That's for sure. Yeah. They do. You know, you know what? I feel like all of the people who were viewing the live stream might have been Philadelphia fans because the numbers just dropped right <laughs> off. <laughs> I just got I just got blocked and unfollowed by a shitload of Philadelphia Eagle fans. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> at least you didn't get batteries thrown at you. Not yet. Not yet, but who knows? They'll find they'll find a way. <laughs> they'll get a <laughs> Uh, they'll get on Airtasker and find someone in, in Brisbane to come and throw batteries at me. Something like that. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that'll just about do it for this week's show, man. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we, we get on out of here? No, just be on the lookout um, for you know guys that are coming back out off IR and things like that. Once again, uh, I got tripped up a couple times being in 20 leagues. I think I played... Played Alan Lazard last week. <laughs> you play. Uh, it's just a nightmare. So make sure you're on top of that. Uh, and, you know, potentially because it can affect uh, some players that you expect that will have good games as well, like 
Sony Michelle, what if he comes off IR this week? How, what does that do to Damian Harris, who's been uh, pretty good the last couple of weeks? So uh, be aware of all that kind of stuff and just yeah, be on be on the lookout for those movements as well. So once again, like Lewis said, you guys can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you can drop in DMs. You can just tweet us uh, lineup decisions, any questions you might have. I have a few people that do that on the regular. But if there's a, a question, um, we can help talk you through it. But, yeah, we're always here to help. That's, that's why we're here. Absolutely, man. Uh, thank you for everyone tuning in. If you are listening on iTunes, please go ahead. Give us a five-star rating. You can write whatever you want in the review. As I said, if you don't like what we've got to say, please let us have it in the review. But also drop us five stars. That's, yeah, get it. <laughs> bring it. Bring it, Eagles fans. And that, that the, the Game of Thrones gif with Jon Snow. <laughs> Yeah. everyone yeah me me versus the city of philadelphia uh but yeah in, in all seriousness thank you to everyone who tunes in and listens uh please subscribe share with your friends as always we're around for questions uh follow the vault studio on 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 uh facebook twitter instagram and one last reminder uh not really a reminder because i forgot to do it at the top of the show so i'm sliding it in the back end here patreon.com forward slash the vault studio. If you get in there at the $10 a month entry level, you will uh, automatically each month go into a free break to win a helmet provided by Breaking Oz Memorabilia. There is not a better deal out there in the helmet break world. If there is, I challenge you to bring it to me. I will eat uh, humble pie and say, I'm sorry, you found a better deal. But I truly do not believe there is one out there. So patreon.com forward slash the vault studio. Subscribe support the studio, and more importantly for yourself, get a tremendously uh, good opportunity to to win a helmet for, for as little as, as $10. So uh, there is no better deal out there. But that'll do it for this week. Uh, for, for Corey at CMoney52, for producer JA back there pushing the buttons, and from me, Lewis, at FF underscore down under. Have a great week, everyone, and best of luck uh, with your matchups this week. Thanks for tuning into The Vault Studio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you want to keep up with our video content, head over to YouTube, subscribe, and click the notification bell. Thanks for listening.